Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope uh, everybody is well. <clears throat> Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day it is for those that are tuning in, whatever day you're tuning in. It's an honor to be with you, and thanks again for a great week. We spoke about a lot this week. Um, we have to sort of, I like these weekends. That's the whole goal of Shabbat or whatever one is doing over the weekend, just to be able to let some of these things permeate in. I want to begin with a question that I think is an excellent question that was posed by Okay, just make sure everyone could hear me. <clears throat> Again, just wanted to thank everybody for being here. Okay, I wanna begin with a question that I got in, which I think is excellent, from Richard. Richard asks, what do you suggest one do regarding confronting a person who is arrogant and makes you feel insignificant? Is there a value in raising the matter which can turn into a confrontation or simply lead nowhere? There is a Jewish value of giving in and walking away from a confrontation. Where does this fit into honor and humility? Excellent question, Richard. That's what I want to talk about today. We've been talking a lot about this concept of honor, of what it really is, right? It's the, it's the delving in and seeing the depth of a human being and seeing the depth in yourself. <clears throat> then we moved into the world of humility. And humility is not the way we think humility is. Humility really is this, it's like the cleaning of the pipes to allow the water to flow. Like the best way to see of humility is, it's like, imagine as if there's a water flow and it's dripping out muddy water and you go into the pipes and you scrub it clean and now the water flows beautifully. That's what humility is. Humility is cleaning out the pipes so that the thing that is inside us that is worthy of honor can now flow out of us in a clean nourishing way so the words out of my mouth is like a, it's like the the water coming out of the pipe so to speak and when it comes through in a dirty way it's filled with arrogance and uh, and and lowlessness and inappropriateness and and disparagement right when when a person disparages somebody else that is taking the the light that is within them and bringing it through the pipes and along the way it's filled with dirt <clears throat> you see somebody like whistle like you ever see this Anyone here live in New York, walk down the street sometimes, see a bunch of, you see guys whistling at other human beings because a, a woman walks down the street, some other guy is like catcalling her. I'm like, not 14 years old. These are adults. How is it possible that an adult could scream something that is clearly inappropriate in public? And that, that that guy was a three-year-old superstar. That guy came out of, you know, he was in first grade. He wasn't catcalling his teachers. 
because along the way, the, it, the, the pipes dirty up. Along the way, all that stuff gets in it. So you go to work and you start to fish for compliments or someone says something and like you become like the person who is like the bearer of gossip. So gossip is, it's just dirty water that doesn't nourish, it hurts and poisons. There's a reason why the Torah is so crazy about good speech because otherwise it poisons. And if you need proof, the United States of America, one of the greatest countries in the history of this world, but every once in a while it goes through a period of time where everyone's just yelling at each other. And after a while it descends into hatred. It's just, just see it this way, just the pipes. So how do we work it out when someone else sends us this stuff? How do we work it out when somebody else, we can walk into the room and be like, wait, 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 I get this. Honor, humility, I'm in. But when someone else doesn't, how, do, how what do we do with it? So I'm sharing with you my belief on this. I strongly believe that for most people in this world, it is totally useless to tell them that what they're doing to you is wrong. Listen, if it's abuse, fine. If it's real disparagement, okay. If it's interpersonal stuff and the reason why they're making someone else feel insignificant is because they just, that's how their water flows. It's schematic. It's part of how they see the world. It's one thing if they do something that is clearly wrong or offensive. And if you point it out, they're like, oh, my bad. I didn't realize that was insensitive. Fine. So another thing is maybe if you're, let's say you're married to them or you are born to them or, okay, and it's super close and you have a real, fine. But for the rest of the world, when somebody says something to you that makes you feel insignificant, many times they're not trying to be insensitive. They're just super insecure. They just see the world through that way. I was reading a book. Uh, somebody sent me a, a book to, to read before it was published. Story of a woman, very powerful. She speaks about her father and the challenges they have with her dad growing up because her father would always yell at her. Only later in life, when her father was in a nursing home and she was taking care of him, did he did she realize that he was yelling at everybody? He just yelled. He just didn't know how to speak in a way that was he just yelled. And she finally realized that it wasn't her, it was him. Now that's super powerful. And the reason why that's super powerful is that, you see, when we look at somebody else and they say some things to us that are not empowering. Now let's delve just a little bit more into this. Just stick with me. 
The reason why they disempower us because we give value to their words, right? I read this in a book once. I don't remember where. I kind of feel like it's landmark related somehow. I went to I went to landmark seminar for like a weekend once, like ten years ago. I, I kind of feel this is like a landmark in. I don't remember. If you walk down the street and someone says to you, hey, you look so ugly. And you look over and it's like a four-year-old kid, let's say. You're not that offended. Like they're four. They don't really have a sense of beauty at four. Maybe they want something. Maybe they're, yeah, I don't know. You know, we're not really offended by people that are lacking knowledge, right? We're not offended by uh, somebody that we don't respect. But all of a sudden that four-year-old becomes older, closer to you, a friend of yours, and says the exact same words. And all of a sudden, now we're offended. Why? The words are the same. It's that we think that when it comes out of one's mouth, it has more value because the person's older and he must know and he's closer and we give value to the person speaking. So words themselves, not as we say them, as we receive them, they don't have value in themselves. They're just words. The value is in how they're being received. And if the person who's saying them is really important, then those words will hurt. And if the person they're say- that's saying them is less important to us, then those words will hurt less. Because it's not about the words. It's about the, some- the person saying the words. But we have to realize and appreciate that many times people say things to us and we don't fully appreciate What's going on in their heads? What is causing those words to come out? What insecurities we triggered? What areas of life that caused them to say those words that when we understand that, we realize that those words really aren't as relevant as we would have thought. So when someone makes somebody else feel insignificant, insignificant, there's a good chance that they themselves feel insignificant. And they themselves feel insignificant for a whole variety of reasons that we may never know of. And they may never know of because they're not using their time to analyze themselves. But what's happening is we're giving credence to the words that may not get the same level of credence that it deserves. That person may not know me, even if they live near me. That person may not be able to say things in a way because they've got their own stuff going on. And I don't want to know their stuff. I don't want to analyze their stuff. And I don't want to judge them. But the more I allow myself to be moved by the words of other people, the more I 
to remember yesterday's episode, have taken my attention and my own self-worth and placed it significantly in the domain of somebody else's opinion and putting my self-value in the domain of someone else's opinion is super dangerous because they may not know how to speak in ways that are empowering, not because of my value, because of their value. How do I know what triggers people? How do I know what happened the morning when I see my colleague? How do I know why the person says what they say? Maybe they just don't have control of their emotions and they got triggered. Maybe they don't have their own, maybe they have their own stuff going on. Maybe they're so focused on themselves that they don't want to focus on me. People that make other people feel significant make a lot of people feel insignificant. Maybe they're threatened by me, even though that makes no sense in my head. But guess what? Brains aren't logical. They're computers. Our brains aren't logical. Our brains are only logical if we've filled our brains with logic. There are a lot of people that are totally unlogical and they think that's normal. There are a lot of people that do things that are completely irrational and they think that's normal because they filled their own neuroplasticity with irrationality. It may be perfectly logical to me for why somebody said something, but when someone said something, that may be irrational because maybe in that part of their brains, they're living more irrationally or emotionally or something's going on in their lives or with their families or they feel, I don't know. I have no way of knowing why you say what you say. So if I give what you're saying to me, the ability to empower me or disempower me, I am taking how I feel about myself and putting it into a domain that is super scary. The more I tie myself to someone else's opinion, the more I put my own abilities at risk. I take my vision and I move it to the category of impact and it it blocks me someone once told this to me once a long time ago and thank god god protects me from this stuff he's good to me always he said when you get to the world of online people say some dumb some really dumb and scary stuff or mean stuff people have a way of commenting online some people that is just And the rule of thumb is that haters don't hate you. Haters hate themselves. Now, thank God I'm blessed with people like you who say nice things and God's good to me. But it's a good lesson in life. People that are yelling don't hate the people, the things they're yelling at. They hate themselves. And I don't mean like in a mean way they hate themselves. It means that they got something to work out. Classy, self-worked, evolved human beings don't make someone else feel bad, even when they disagree with them. Evolved souls don't disempower others, even if they don't agree with others. So if you're around the people that make you feel insignificant, don't try to change them. Try to do two things, which is much harder. This is much harder. And I'm going to say this, especially because I know some of you out there that have teachers or parents, because I got your emails when we did this a couple weeks ago, that <coughs> that disempowered you. Some of them are in this world, some of them aren't. 
I want to give you the, the solution, in my opinion, to all of this. And it's the hardest thing in the world, especially if you are in an area where you are the subject, you're the student, you're the child, right? The greatest way for you to feel significant is when you look at the person who makes you feel insignificant and see the honor in them. This is super hard. What's Friday? Like what else are we gonna do but hard stuff, right? This is Navy SEALs, or should we say on the boost? Rifka, I think she coined that term. Navy Zeals. This is like a Navy Zeal. This is Navy Zeals. You ready? This is this is, and by the way, between me and you, this is much harder than doing a Navy SEAL exercise. In my opinion, this is harder than running like, I don't know, 100 miles and swimming in the, the bay in San Francisco and like, you know, going through like whatever they go through. If there's someone in your life that's still around you that has give, made you feel insignificant, I want you to look at them and find the significance in them. If they've made you feel less, I want you to look at them and find the more. You don't fight darkness with darkness. This week, Hanukkah, you fight darkness with light. And the single greatest thing you can do when you're around someone that disempowers you is empower them. It's a total... Because what you're doing is you're actually taking the power. Because power only flows out. Remember, the material power is in taking accumulation, right? Hoarding. Spiritual power is out. Because the spiritual power comes from the divine. And the way you get it is by, by channeling it. <clears throat> Physical power is by taking it. Spiritual power is by channeling it. So in a relationship where you should have felt empowered, the way you bring power to relationship is when you channel the real power to the other person in the relationship. So if you can almost picture the energy, what should have come to you is now being stuck in that person. And now the two people are separate, right? The teacher should have given the energy to the student and, and then created a, a glue from teacher to student. But the teacher kept it for herself by disempowering that student. So in the relationship between teacher and student, those two people are now separate and it feels off. What if it's a parent? What if it's a spouse? What if it's a best friend? It's even more complicated because these two people live next to each other. They are related by blood. And so there should be some energy channeling back and forth to each other. But when the person who's supposed to be giving the energy takes the energy and as opposed to channels it to the other person and empowers them and sees them, holds it for themselves, now there's a block. That's why it's so complicated because it feels off what are you going to do you can you can't go in there and drag that energy oh by the way i feel very disempowered by you da, 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 da. okay maybe it could work but many times it doesn't you can't schlep power out of somebody else you can't draw someone else's power if they don't want to give it to you you know what you do you give it to them because the power really doesn't come from them they're just a channel 
from their from from the creator they're just channeling energy from them but you can go to the source and take that energy and channel it to them and draw now a connection to somebody around you that wasn't otherwise connected there are i know people who are in their 30s and they are the parents of their parents I know people that are in their teens and they are the parents of their parents. Maybe they're not the parents biologically, but they most definitely are emotionally. You don't got to wait to connect to other people in a real way. You just got to take control and take responsibility and see them in the way that you wish they saw you and say the words that you wish they said to you. In an authentic, genuine way. Find the greatness in them. Don't worry about them finding the greatness in you. You know how great you are if you just think about it, which we're going to talk about. We're in the world of humility right now. And the more we realize how powerful we are, the more we realize how little we need someone to tell us that. We'll never fully be told how great we are by the outside world. The only way we will get here is if we appreciate it in ourselves. The world can never give it to us because the world relates to us through physical words. They'll never fully satisfy a spiritual feeling. But when we start to channel it to more people, we start to sense it. All right. We'll continue. Think about this. This is hard, but this is a, this can break through stuff you can't believe. The energy of giving to somebody who didn't give to you, that's like those, when I grew up, those superhuman movies where like they like put out their hands and like Ray flew out and like destroyed the rock. That's real nuclear energy. Think about it. Maybe even try it. I am. And tell me about it. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again next week.